Look at them, madame. Have you ever in your entire life seen anything so beautiful? I'm sorry, I don't know anything about stamps. Oh. This is the gentle art of philately, otherwise known as stamp collecting. Here's a pile of stamps carefully culled from swap meets and garage sales. Rupert, what are you thinking of? Oh, I was just thinking of all the years I've wasted collecting stamps. Oh, like stamp collecting. Now, that's all right. That's quite a nice hobby, that. Yes, but it's not enough. Don't you understand? I'm lonely. I'm so terribly lonely. All right, Homer. You beat those stamp Nazis with good old-fashioned American complaining. Oh, if it weren't for you, we'd be at the mercy of weekend philatelists. You know, why didn't you just say stamp collectors? Because I'm tired of dumbing myself down for you. From Spain and two from Japan I got a couple from Israel and Azerbaijan I got a plenty from Poland but none from Sudan Or from Fiji or Uzbekistan Stamp collecting happens when we dream together Well, we're back from Orco Expo and Don is working today even though it's a holiday Scott is sick, hopefully not with the flu and Tom is working, so I am here all alone. But that actually gives me a good opportunity here because, as you may have known over the last couple episodes, Scott has been uh, criticizing me for not having stamp-related topics. <clears throat> so let me go through some of the topics that unfortunately we are not going to do since he's not here he can't stop me so uh, a lot of these i'm not going to go into in depth i just think they're fantastic stories and so if you go to google or on youtube or any place and you just google in some of these names or some of these titles you will see why I am so kind of enthralled with these topics, why I really, really wish we could do them. But, and some of them, you know, don't deal with stamps at all. But there are some stamps that we can sort of get to work with the story. Like my first one here is Sugar Beets and the Philippine Islands. The reason why the government of the United States was really so interested in the Philippines and kind of why the war started and stuff and why Dewey went over there and fought him was because of sugar beets. They really wanted to secure a sugar source. And so sugar beets caused the Philippines to become a commonwealth of the United States. And so whenever you see the stamps of the Philippines with the overprint Commonwealth know that it's because of sugar beets now I wish Don was here and as a matter of fact I'm going to put a little tag here I'm going to put Don on the podcast so uh, here's a little clip of Don just cuz wow Okay, so I guess you're just going to say I'm Tom, huh? Yeah. Two horses walk into a bar, which is funny because you think the second one would have seen it. Mm-hmm. Ah! <laughs> there, now you have my joke. That was cute. You can plug it in later. I like that one. A horse walks into a bar. Bartender says, why the long face? 
Thor says, because I think my alcoholism is driving my family apart. Wow, that's deep. <laughs> Just don't. You know what it's Okay, got. I need to bring this down a little bit. Then do so. Oh, well, look at that. Ooh. You have the power. I told you I'd move that one over there. Oh, yay. Okay, now I'm happy. Microphone technology at its best. The next topic, and I thought this was really great again, is Granville Dodge. And they named Dodge City after him. He was a civil engineer. He surveyed the railroads that went across the country. And of course, you know, you have all the railroad cancels and the stuff like that. You have Dodge City cancels, things like that. He was also a Civil War general. He was wounded and he was in military intelligence. And there are some very interesting stories about him where the Congress went to him because he was basically a spy master. And he said, they said, you know, we are financing this. You have to tell us who your spies are. And he said, you're crazy. I'm not going to tell Congress who the spies are that I'm working with. And so he had uh, finally gotten the backing of General Grant to, to go to Congress and say, hey, stop that. Anyway, great story. Grenville Dodge, his intel service. Also, you know, Dodge City stuff. Lots of stamp tangential sort of tie-ins there you can get things but again not a really strong stamp story and so i i acknowledge that uh some of these might have a little problem i have one here on mushrooms it says all mushrooms are edible but some just one time i'm not going to cricket myself so live with it this is indisputable unless somebody disputes it. Again, no crickets. Live with it. Another one is Johnny Appleseed. Johnny Appleseed has a very, very interesting story. He has a U.S. stamp out. But again, we wouldn't be really talking about the stamp. We'd be talking more about really the most historic hippie that ever lived. Um, Johnny Appleseed was a very, very interesting fellow. Just going into it really quick. And again, Google this. It's a great story. He has made children all over the place. He was like a free love guy. He wandered about. And what was going on at the time is if you improved property, you owned it. So Johnny Appleseed wandered all over the place and planted apple trees. Well, apples were not used to make like applesauce. They were very tart and bitter and stuff like that. And as a matter of fact, it's only a couple of hybrids that we eat. They made cider out of it. And so Johnny Appleseed was also a well-known drunk. He also was a very large consumer of pants. Uh, sometimes wearing four or five pairs at a time. That's a true story. I mean, this guy was a um, eccentric, to say the least. 
but not a whole lot of the story has to do with the stamp, so I get to play it here. I had a whole bunch of stuff on 1918 women's voting rights. But again, you know, it's only tangentially addressed or connected to stamps and how it started in Britain. Then we go through the 1920s and what they were wearing and uh, a very, very interesting story. This one actually came from another podcast called Things You Should Know Pod. Then there's another story, uh, same sort of time period, 1926, diabetes. How they did uh, this research for diabetes. And then again, the same time period, a story about streetcars. You know, you have streetcar cancels and everything like that. And it's interesting because the streetcars didn't close because or go out of business because of cars. Actually, horses killed the streetcar. And it, it, it occurred worldwide. After World War I, horses really killed the streetcar. And then later on, cars came in and just dealt the death blow. But again, you know, other than really a couple of streetcar stamps that were issued, uh, I forget what values they were. I wish Scott was here, but I think they're 20 cent values. It's a block of four with pictures of streetcars. And then, of course, you have streetcar cancels. Way, way, way off topic, though, for actually discussing streetcars. Another interesting one. This was from the Stuff You Should Know podcast, which if you don't listen to it, um, maybe give it a shot. This was about Lenin's 1917 train ride from Switzerland to Russia during World War I. And it's the 100-year anniversary. It was last year. The 100th anniversary of this. Major consequences getting Lenin to Russia And so there were some problems like the Germans wanted Lenin to get into Russia, but they were at war with Russia. So how does Germany transport a Russian citizen across Germany from Switzerland into Russia to start the revolution? It took actually 13 days for him to get from Switzerland to Russia And during the time, he was afraid he was going to get arrested. And there's all sorts of little small things, you know, how he was fed, how he ate. You know, he was never allowed off the train, things like that. Really interesting stuff. And there are a zillion stamps with Lenin on it. There are even some stamps with Lenin actually on the train arriving. But again, the backstory is so much more interesting than the actual stamp is. So that one there, if you uh, check out the Stuff You Should Know podcast, the 1917 Lenin train ride, that would, uh, you will entertain yourself. Then there's another thing, and this was from a little sort of newspaper article or a magazine article from 1904. And it was basically emojis using postage stamps. And when you sent a a postcard to a person, how you put the stamp on the postcard told things like, I love you or see you soon, you know, putting it 
backwards on the side or having them overlap or making a U. It had various, uh, let's call them secret messages that you could send depending on how the stamp was put on. So if you see postcards from 1904 and the stamp is sort of in a weird position, do a little research on it and say, hmm, I wonder if this is one of these 1904 emojis that was in this magazine. And it was a popular magazine. I don't think it was Harper's, but it was something else. So you will find postcards that had this sort of uh, secret message sort of language to it. And then, of course, in 1918, the penny postcard really sort of died. And it went out of business because telephones came in. And in the beginning, you know, this goes back to the 1880s. If you had a streetcar going down your road, it made several postage deliveries along the way. And there's a famous story about in Chicago, this boy worked up town and this girl worked downtown and for a penny he would put a postcard in and it would like ask her out on a date and then the postcard would be delivered and then it would be uh, the girl would write a really quick response put the postcard back on the streetcar streetcar would make its return trip and he would get the message and it was sort of like very, very small, but very quick phone calls. And that's why basically the telephone put it out of business because there, there were millions and millions of penny postcards used this way. And when the postcard, uh, when the telephone came in, the postcard became kind of valueless. The next one is just an interesting statistic in from the year 2000. Polar bears killed eight people in the year 2000. Four of those people were in zoos. So wild polar bears are only like 50% of the problem. Uh, There's also a documentary on jelly bellies on Google, which you got to see. Everybody has to see that one. There's also one on Pez. And I wish there was a way for me to tie them into stamps, but unfortunately there isn't. So those are never going to be done. And even if I found a stamp, Scott wouldn't let me. So that's life. Oh, here's one from Dawn. Child sacrifice on stamps. I guess she found a stamp that had child sacrifice on it. That's a rather uh, interesting topic, let's say. But if you could do child sacrifice on stamps, that would be interesting. Here's another one from Dawn. This one will eventually get onto the podcast, but we'll just like sneak it on because there was a stamp put out for these people, but I want to do a Monty Python podcast. And there are two British stamps. One is Spamalot, which is their musical, and the other one is a stamp of comedians, and it shows Monty Python. And so we could like tell Monty Python jokes for half an hour or play clips and that would uh, I would enjoy that one
Here's one that came to our attention when the television stamps came out, the old-time television shows. And we discussed this on the last podcast because I thought it was a great uh, set, even though people think that it's kind of ugly. It has George Burns and Groucho Marx and, you know, Groucho Marx and Benny Hill are in the intro to this podcast. So, you know, I do like those. But a couple things they didn't have in it is that the first television commercial in history of TV was for Mr. Potato Head. Before that, the um, hosts or hostesses would come on and talk about the product, but the actual first freestanding commercial, like we picture commercials today, was for Mr. Potato Head, the toy. And the first one that had a logo sort of meme aspect to it, a a repeating um, jingle, was the Bull of a Ticking Clock commercial. And the first mascot on a TV commercial was the Michelin Man. So given this, that TV show, I kind of was looking at sort of, you know, a hashtag stamp worthy where you take off three of the stars that nobody knows and those three stamps instead would have Mr. Potato Head, the Bull of a Watch, and the Michelin Man. However, of course, I know there would be a whole bunch of licensing problems and stuff like that, but it is an interesting um, aspect to the early television. Now, here's one that I would like to do And uh, so if you hear our Bismarck Spectacular, Bismarck was a really interesting guy. He's been on a lot of stamps and he's been on a lot of stamps commemorating a lot of events. So we could speak about Bismarck on a topical um, collection interest. He was really interesting from a political standpoint, with a whole lot of backstory to the stamps. So, you know, the stamp will show him giving a speech. We'll discuss, though, what the speech meant and when it was given and stuff. It was an incredibly interesting time period. There are a lot of political historians. Two, uh, two people who I very much like. One is James Burke, who made a fantastic series called The Day the Universe Changed, if you have a chance to check it out. And the other one is Common Sense with Dan Carlin. And actually, they appeared on the same podcast. They have a famous quote that says, it's all Bismarck. Everything is Bismarck. Everything in politics goes back to Bismarck. It's an incredibly interesting time period. The, The development of Germany, the development really of Europe what was going on, how things were happening. It was really an interesting thing. So look forward to the Bismarck Spectacular unless um, unless it gets nixed by Scott because there's too much backstory to it. But like I said, I love the backstory. Then there's a, oh, here's a one that I just heard the other day. Um, in 1916, Piggly Wiggly was the first supermarket. Now there have been supermarket stamps. And nothing has ever showed Piggly Wiggly or anything like that. 
but is very interesting. If we could get some backstory, maybe some postcards, things like that. I've tied things into postcards before. Anyway, Piggly Wiggly was the first supermarket. They had stuff on shelves. You went into the Piggly Wiggly and you pulled stuff off the shelf. Before that, you would give your list to a clerk and the clerk would pull it off the shelf. So just that little thing. Uh, what can I say? There's a lot of little backstories. Do some Google searches. If uh, you enjoyed the podcast, there's going to be a part two because I have these little red books and if you ever have seen me at a stamp show or something I'm always carrying around a red book and I write all the little stories down because I'm all about the backstory I love the backstory of stamps you know knowing about stamps is great but knowing why the stamps were issued well I just went through one of my red books and I didn't really go through all of it because some of the topics even I look at and go eh, I don't know if I can do that but you know, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I personally think it's better than static. Uh, have a nice day and we will be back with Scott so that he can rein me in next week. Actually, it'll be like later this week because this podcast is going out so late and, uh, enjoy yourself. Enjoy your holiday, uh, Martin Luther King day. And I hope you're all having a good time. I am going to end the show abruptly right now. Thank you for joining us. This has been Cash, Scott, Tom, and I'm your host, Dawn. Continue the conversation at Stamp Show Here Today on Facebook. You can ask us questions, see pictures of the stamps, make comments, and add to the conversation on Facebook. You can also ask the experts your stamp questions at bluepaper at gradingmatters.com. You can listen to all of our past podcasts at stampshowheretoday.com, podbean.com, iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast listening platform. And as always, keep collecting. This episode of Stamp Show Here Today is brought to you by the Philatelic Book of Secrets, the book that teaches you about repurse, regums, color varieties, and much more. Get yours for $10 at www.philatelicsecrets.com today. Worst episode ever. Oh, not even close. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Wait, wait, get this started, get this started. It's right, and it's right, it's right, it's terrible. Oh my, get out of the way, please. It's running and bursting in the flames and, and it's falling on the morning fast. And all the folks would do this. This is terrible. This is the one of the worst catastrophes in the world. Still, oh, it's the place. Four or five hundred feet into the... Let me have your ducky. Oh my God, who the hell cares?
here today. Stamp show here today. Stamp collecting happens when we dream together.